Greetings and welcome to Saving America for this week. This is Dr. David D. Shine. I'm a professor, an attorney, consultant, generally a pretty useful guy. And uh, we do this once a week. We have three segments. We talk about what's in the news. We talk about the rumor of the week. And then we present what's the facts. And uh, this week, we've got a special guest for what's the facts. Uh, Myra Addison, uh, formerly from Argentina, uh, proud American citizen and a great asset to our country. And I think you're going to find her segment of particular interest. So let's get right with it. What's in the news this week? Well, you've got to talk about that ludicrous mess uh, known as the um, stimulus bill, that's the short version for it, but uh, I call it the rape of the American taxpayer con job. It's a, it's a very sad production. Uh, perhaps its single worst feature is $350 billion to bail out states that are poorly run. And that includes New York, California, and Illinois. And I find it interesting that the rest of the states have been unable to block this mess to go to their own Democrat representatives in Congress and to say, don't vote for this trash. Do not do this. Folks, a lot of people refer to bills in, in the United States Congress that have a, a lot of uh, extra nonsense in them as pork. Folks, this is not just pork. This is the whole pig farm. And if you've ever been to a pig farm, you know that pig farms stink. There's not much they can do about it. And this bill stinks like multiple pig farms, uh, quite bluntly. A very, very poor bill. And um, disturbing to me as a business person and a pro-capitalist business person is the stock market has skyrocketed because they're giving money away and it's not being paid for today. Taxes have not skyrocketed yet, but I predict that this so-called stimulus bill will be a bigger failure than the stimulus bill or the so-called stimulus bill under Obama that was such a disaster that produced virtually no movement in the economy when it was put into effect early in the Obama administration. Let's talk about a couple other pieces to it. Uh, one of them is the uh, increase in Obamacare funding. I mean, let's be blunt about it. Obamacare is a total fraud. It's just simply a con job and it was never successful and it cannot be made more successful by throwing more money into the dump. The way to fix this problem is produce more doctors, to produce more nurses, to increase the efficiency of healthcare, none of which is done by Obamacare. And we need to move forward and to do something correct and not just keep dumping money that is the product of hard-earned taxpayer dollars. And it, it, it's, it's quite, quite unfortunate. Uh, some of the other things that are happening in this bill is we're gonna give more people more money to stay home than they would make working. 
I'm sorry, folks, that's not to me how we help people back into the economy. And again, this is a lesson that we learned from the Obama non-recovery from 08 to 16, because what happens is if you just throw a few bucks at people occasionally, it doesn't work. And the infamous cliche, you give somebody a fish, they eat for a day. You teach somebody to fish, they eat for a lifetime. Same theory here. We need people back in work making tax dollars to pay for our economy, to pay for our schools, to pay for our health care, not to throw a few bucks here and there, and especially not to dump so much of it in garbage pails known as California and New York. Um, part of this bill, you think it's, uh, I'm exaggerating. How about they're going to give money to people in prison? They're going to give money to illegal aliens. What about taking care of the taxpayers who are on hard times right now? That to me is what a stimulus bill should be about, not what's happening here. So I'm very disturbed about that, but that's in the news this week. Now let's switch to part two of our program today, rumor of the week. And the rumor of the week is quite bluntly, Joe Biden is losing it and losing it much more quickly than his backers had anticipated. Now let's be straight about it. Um, I, I came from the East Coast. I've known who Joe Biden was since he got in the Senate. Why? Because he's stupid. And he says a lot of stupid things. People think it's funny. I don't think it's funny. I didn't think it was funny when he was a, a freshman senator. And I really don't think it's funny today. I think it's sad. And in fact, some of the conservative commentators have even said, look, we don't take any joy in talking about the decline of a highly visible person but especially someone who represents the free world, though that's going to be a moniker that I think is going to go away with the crushing attack on free speech in the United States under the uh, Biden administration. But in any event, uh, let's, let's take a look at recent Biden history. And uh, here's somebody hid in the basement during the presidential campaign, famously, very, very little visibility. Uh, the couple presidential debates he did, famously, he slept all day, just showed up uh, for the debate, read off his cards, got softball questions. And then, gosh, at some point, somehow he got elected and uh, they inaugurated him. And he has just gone downhill in a rather... Uh, disgraceful manner. And uh, I think that the fact that he has not scheduled a State of the Union speech is because he literally cannot stand there and speak for an hour without taking a break. The guy's not up to the job and it is the responsibility of everyone who voted for this loser to take a look and say, this is what you've brought to America. And I think it's, it's a very unfortunately unfortunate situation. Uh, what we're experiencing right now is his gaffes have gone from weekly to daily. Uh, yesterday, he could not remember the Secretary of Defense that he had just appointed, just appointed. 
a couple days a couple days earlier he could not remember who he had nominated for another cabinet position could not speak the person's name this is a very serious situation and the worst part about it is who do we have behind biden when the 25th amendment is invoked and we have a professed communist these days although she wasn't in her earlier career uh, i call her commie harris and that is not a move up for America. And I think America will be in deep trouble, worse than we are now, if, uh, if uh, Biden is replaced by Kami Harris. So this is a tough situation. I don't know when it's gonna happen. I've been predicting it was gonna happen before the end of this term, this four year term, but I think it, uh, it could happen much uh, earlier. And that is, the rumor for this week. Welcome again to Saving America. And as always, uh, the host and the guest views are their own and are not representative of any organization with which they are affiliated. And uh, we like to remind people of that on a continuing basis. This is our third segment for today. And we're going to be talking in Saving America in our segment called Just the News with Myra Addison. Myra has a fascinating background. Uh, she distinguished business career. She was executive vice president with Stone and Webster Management Consultants. She's been an investment officer with the International Finance Corporation. She's been a senior consultant for Coopers and Librand. She is uh, absolutely one of the top experts on uh, South America and has been through just about every country uh, down there and has done work there, not just visited. And uh, she, her, her background uh, educationally is, is uh, fascinating. MBA from the University of California and Berkeley Haas School of Management. Uh, she's got an MS and a BS uh, from the University of Buenos Aires. And, uh, she was originally, as you might have guessed from her undergraduate uh, degrees in MS, is originally from Argentina, but she's a US citizen and we're so thrilled to have her here in the United States. Uh, she has taught at Catholic University of America, um, a great school up on the East Coast, and we're so thrilled to have her teaching at the University of St. Thomas. And uh, we are going to talk today about a difficult but challenging and interesting topic, and that is the movement in the United States towards a socialist Marxist uh, situation. And we specifically wanted to talk with uh, Myra Addison to get her views, having lived through this uh, in her early life uh, in Argentina and continuing to monitor the situation in Argentina. So uh, welcome again. Thank you, David. Thank you for having me. Um, this is my country of adoption. I, um, I just came to study in the United States and I loved it so much that um, this country gave me so many opportunities and uh, I decided to stay. Uh, I got my green card after I had my second child. Um, but I was, I'm a firm believer in the constitution, the U.S. Constitution, what our founders created for this country. And I thank you so much for trying to keep this um, webinars going because people need to know. I'm very disappointed at the way my country of choice is going because um, 
things are just not, it's not just a country that I elect, that I selected to be. I became a citizen in the early 2000s, um, I think 2001. Uh, it was a different country then. And anything we can do to get our country back, that would be great. Well, tell us a little bit about the, because Argentina, I think, is currently considered to be in sort of okay shape. But, um, and many Americans are, of course, familiar with the musical Evita, although she lived a very short time and was uh, apparently quite a controversial character in her, her real time frame. But um, the movement was called, uh, I think, Peronist, uh, were his supporters. And how did that compare to what we're dealing with today? It was, it, the Peronists came after what we, what, uh, we called a, the infamous decade, the decade of the 30s, where a duly elected president was uh, taken out because of a coup. And we started coup after coup after coup. Um, Peron uh, sort of came, embodied what many uh, new upcoming media class um, people were uh, wanting for just to be disappointed at the end. And um, Peron was forbidden from coming back to the country after the second re-election. Um, and, but it, he came back in the 70s. And in the 70s, we saw the resurgence of turmoil, um, the socialists were trying to come back. Uh, we, there was a combination of uh, uh, a movement in all the Americas uh, led by Cuba, by the Che Guevara, bringing in guerrillas and terrorists to bring in socialist governments into all of Latin America. We know the history of Chile, we know the history um, of Argentina, the missing people. And um, the Peronists learned that um, through socialist measures, we, they may convince people to vote for them the first time, but they will not convince them to vote for them the second time. And so um, we have seen with uh, Cristina Fernandez in her last years of presidency before Macri recently, um, and now she's vice president, she came back, but in order to sustain the elections for her uh, she had to she brought a, she opened the borders brought in a lot of people from um, bordering countries gave them the right to vote she will also um, distort the economy by giving women who came from other countries money to have children and uh, all that created was the incentive for women to have a child and then dump the child in the street. It was $500 per child. A friend of mine has a, um, an organization that pick up children from the streets that were left by, by those mothers and um, put them in foster care. And that's all the judicial process to put the children in foster care. So you can see that sometimes um, measures that we see as uh, benefiting certain groups of the, 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 the less advantages and the poorest and the, end up uh, affecting the whole society in general. 
what we're seeing with the HR1 that is being passed in Congress is called For the People's Act. <laughs> actually is not for the people, is for the Democrats to get reelected uh, because they will not be, um, they know they're very scared that they're going to lose the elections in um, 2021, I think it's the, uh, the 2022 is the elections for, for Congress. Um, things like, it, they call it, they, they said that when we ask for ID, we are suppressing the vote. I don't think that anybody is complaining because we are suppressing literacy when we ask someone for an ID when they borrow a book from the library. Uh, it's what they are doing by letting everybody vote without an ID is actually suppressing the vote of the real citizens because it's diluting the vote of who counts not only citizens they are trying to open the vote with this act to um children under 18 years old i have two very smart kids it's nothing against my kids but we all know if we had teenagers in the house we know that they think that they know everything but they <laughs> they don't know the consequences of their elections they don't pay taxes uh, they have probably few of them have had a job the uh, original voting age was 21 years old it was moved um mid last century to 18 because um people were if you people were drafted for to fight for your country if you can fight for your country of course you can vote and it was uh the age of draft was 18 so it was moved to 18 years old but um we all know that the frontal lobe does not develop until the mid-20s and uh, by allowing allowing younger people to vote we are diluting the um the vote of those who really are part of the economy in this country so i see a lot of the um decisions that the Democrats are doing is just to destroy what this, uh, what our founders have created. So you're seeing a lot of parallels to the, um, un, you know, the, the difficulties that took place in Argentina over the last century. Um, and, uh, you know, of course, Argentina deals um, right now with currency issues, they deal with inflation. And one of the, the big discussions today um, in the economic news is, will a stimulus that's this poorly crafted lead to inflation? And inflation, a lot of times, is a sign of poor governance. Actually, yes. Is this, uh, the, uh, if it was just to restore the economy, that would be great. But there are many aspects of the stimulus package that go to other uh, agendas like the one that Cristina Fernandez had, uh, it's just uh, demagogic agendas. The part of the stimulus that uh, favors uh, school, we are not the schools are not going to see that stimulus for two or three years. Instead, other aspects uh, of the stimulus that um, favored for example that are completely racist uh that they favor 
they they are for giving loans to uh, agribusinesses only if you are um, minority black or um, Latino, etc. It's whoever is working in the agribusiness now has nothing to do with what their other other people did two hundred years ago. So I think um, we might see backlash on that. The, some we need to come back to common sense. We need to come back to common sense, and that's what I don't see in um, politics right now. Well, thank you so much, Myra Addison. It has been a great pleasure to have you on our special uh, Just the Facts segment of uh, Saving America, and we hope you'll come back soon.